Thanks for tuning in to Witch Wednesdays with Steph for a chat about a new witchcraft topic every Wednesday morning. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph, and you are listening to episode 90, Mabon. Mabon is, of course, the next Sabbath that's coming up on the Pagan Wheel of the Year. And we have an episode from last year in season one that is all about Mabon and every other holiday, but I'm doing, you know, round two this year to talk a little bit more about history and traditions and a few ways to celebrate. So that is what's coming up on this shorter episode. The Sabbath episodes tend to be a bit shorter. And Mabon, of course, is known as the Pagan Thanksgiving. It marks the autumnal equinox, and that is when the day and the night are equal, making it a time of balance, equality, and harmony. In ancient times, Mabon was a celebration of the second harvest, and as you know, Lunasa, or Lamas, was the first on August 1st. And this second harvest is when farmers gathered heartier foods, so that would be gourds, pumpkins, grapes, and apples. We call it second harvest, but it really is just a continuation of the whole harvest season, which is Lamas, Mabon, and Samhain. It's considered the entire harvest season. I know that we are a bit removed from that in our modern society, but it's just in general celebrating the changing of the seasons and continued abundance from the crops that are being harvested. In the Northern Hemisphere, Mabon is celebrated on September 21st to the 24th. And in the Southern Hemisphere, the date falls on March 19th to the 21st. And in particular, Mabon is considered a week-long celebration. So it kicks off on the exact date of the autumnal equinox. And um, depending where you are in the world, I think that this year it is on September 22nd, but it is celebrated all week long. So like any Sabbath, you don't have to celebrate on the actual day. It really is the spirit of the season. And maybe where you are, it's really not transitioning into fall yet. You might be still in the heat of summer. The end of September can be kind of a weird time. So it's really about celebrating whenever it feels right to you. And Maybon in particular is all week long. So you have a lot of time to enjoy. So again, night and day are of equal length. So everything's in perfect equilibrium dark and light, masculine and feminine, inner versus outer energy, everything's in balance. And again, we're on the cusp of transition. So from now, the year begins to wane and darkness begins to defeat the light. And the cycle of the natural world is moving towards completion with the sun's power waning. So nights are going to start growing longer and days shorter and cooler. And this, of course, is when we start seeing the green disappearing from all the trees and all of the colors of autumn come out, the reds, oranges, golds, and just a general return to darkness. But I think that makes Mabon one of the more popular Sabbaths. For some reason, I feel like the fall ones tend to be more popular, Samhain and Yule especially, but Mabon is right behind that. I think people really just love transitioning to the fall, especially after, you know, brutally hot summers, which this has been, uh, a lot of devastation everywhere with uh, this weather that we're having. So hopefully you all are staying safe in that. And although we all really enjoy moving into this fall weather and celebrate this time of year now, 
it's actually not anything new to celebrate this harvest festival season. Many civilizations have celebrated some form of a harvest festival around the autumnal equinox um, for centuries <laughs> all over the world. Uh, in ancient Greece, for example, Ostrophoria was a festival held in the fall to celebrate the harvesting of grapes for wine. In the 1700s, the Bavarians came up with their Oktoberfest, which actually begins the last week of September. And it's a time of great feasting and merriment. And of course, it's still in existence today and hugely popular. And China's Mid-Autumn Festival is celebrated on the night of the harvest moon and is a festival honoring family unity. So many cultures see this second harvest, you know, after the first one in August as and the equinox as a time for giving thanks. It's generally the time of year when the farmers now know how well their summer crops did and how well fed their animals have become, which of course determines whether their families would have enough food for the winter. So that's why people used to give thanks around this time for their crops, animals, and all of the food that they have collected. The original American Thanksgiving was celebrated on October 3rd, which makes much more sense with harvest times because Right now we celebrate at the end of November and there's really not that much left to harvest. So the original date of American Thanksgiving makes so much more sense in terms of it being at this time of year. Speaking of American Thanksgiving, I wanted to go over some pagan origins of the holiday. We went over pagan origins of Easter and then talk about Halloween and Christmas. And there are just so many of our holidays that were Christianized, but really have all of these pagan origins that directly correlate into how we celebrate today and what we recognize those holidays as today. And Thanksgiving is really no different. And Thanksgiving as we know it really comes from two different traditions. So first were the harvest celebrations that were important during Celtic and Anglo-Saxon pagan times. In Britain, these traditions evolved into a holiday that's called Harvest Home. And historically, the date of Harvest Home differed every year because it was celebrated when all of the crops were finally harvested. And then the final cartload of that food was paraded through the town and a big harvest supper was celebrated among the villagers and eventually got really out of hand. And um, by, I think it was 1867, were described as unrestrained riot and excess. So that idea of feasting associated with Thanksgiving largely comes from this harvest home celebration. And then in addition to that, there was a separate religious holiday called the Days of Thanksgivings, which was practiced in the Church of England, and people set aside one religious day of their choosing to give thanks to God. So that's where we get the name Thanksgiving from, like this Christian tradition, but then we also pull in that feasting from harvest home. So our Thanksgiving remains largely pagan to this day. It's not associated with any one religion. A lot of our imagery around Thanksgiving shows the meal between the pilgrims and the Native Americans, which is a very rosy, glossed over view of what actually happened, the many atrocities committed against the Native Americans. But it does highlight the uh, pagan origins of the Native Americans understanding the importance of honoring and respecting the harvest. And during that first American Thanksgiving in 1621, the Native Americans were the ones that paused to give thanks to the many spirits and deities that 
aided in that harvest that they had. And that's really where we get the three main symbols of Thanksgiving is from those Native American pagan traditions. The first um, being corn, also called maize, which was a key you know, staple crop for Native Americans and also played an important role in the spiritual beliefs because corn itself was seen as a spirit and played its own role in ceremonies. And historically, it's also believed that the Native Americans were the ones that taught the pilgrims how to grow and harvest corn. And without that knowledge, they would have all died off during the harsh winters. It's also where we get the symbol of the turkey, which is sort of the centerpiece of Thanksgiving dinner every year. Many uh, Native American tribes viewed the turkey as a symbol of fertility and abundance. It's a totem animal to remind them of the importance of the relationship with land and the land being the source of nourishment and sustenance through the winters. And turkey feathers are also uh, especially important as they're used in ritual wear and smudging ceremonies. So that turkey at Thanksgiving is the direct connection with the land and animal spirits. And then, of course, the horn of plenty, which is called the cornucopia. And that is a pagan symbol that comes directly from ancient Greece and Rome. It's that horn-shaped basket that's always filled with fruits and vegetables, which goes back to a story from ancient Greece where a goat pulled off his horn and offered it to Zeus. And it was a magic horn that would refill indefinitely with food and drink, uh, ensuring that Zeus would never go hungry. So to give thanks, Zeus made the goat's image in the night sky, which became the constellation Capricorn. And from there, the cornucopia was incorporated into statues and money all across ancient Rome and was also representative of the grain goddess Ceres and the luck goddess Fortuna. And we even have the cornucopia in American currency, since our identity was largely inspired by ancient Greek and Roman culture. So all three of those big symbols of Thanksgiving are pagan in origin and specifically harvest festival season in origin. But getting back to Maybon, the name Maybon specifically, and Wiccan traditions, the Name Mabon is hotly debated. So this is one of those Sabbaths that came about later and was added on. Um, and there's heavy evidence that the name Mabon was adopted in the 1970s from a Welsh god who was the son of the Earth Mother goddess. But there was no um, evidence that this holiday was celebrated as you know, in ancient Celtic celebration. It's really sort of a more modern one. Even though there have been harvest festivals, everything was celebrated at this time, and we have lots of ancient civilizations showing that there have been many harvest festivals on the autumnal equinox, The associating it with the term Maybon is relatively new, new construction. So some people don't like to include it in the wheel of the year, or choose to celebrate this one since they consider it very new and not really an ancient celebration. But I think that even though the name is modern, uh, the idea of celebrating the autumnal equinox is not. So I personally do recognize Maybon in my practice. 
And in the Wiccan tradition, this is when the goddess is radiant as the harvest queen. So she is moving between mother and crone energy. The goddess is a triple goddess, so she has maiden, mother, and crone energy. And we have an episode on the Wiccan deities. Tara was a part of that episode because she is Wiccan and had way more knowledge to share on that front. But the goddess moves through those three energies throughout the year. So this is the crone energy time, the time of um, darkness and the ending of the life cycle, but also of great wisdom. So the goddess is moving from mother to crone right now. And this is when the god finally dies. Again, the god has that life cycle where he comes um, back to life with Yule, but this is when he dies and that is a sacrifice of pure love and he dies with the cutting of the last grain of the season, but of course he returns. So Wiccans especially are giving thanks at this time um, to the waning sun for the wealth of the harvest of the season. It's also a time of rest after the harvest. And uh, Wiccans see it as a time of reaping what you have sown and a time of reflection because uh, you are supposed to be looking back at Ostara and Imbolc and the intentions and aspirations, goals, anything that you set at that time of you know spring renewal and reflecting now how they've manifested, if they've manifested, if not, um, what came up that blocked those things. It's a time to complete projects, clear out and let go of anything that's no longer wanted or needed. Um, as you prepare for the descent into winter so that winter can then be a time of peace and reflections and then, you know, planting the new seeds for the return of spring. Because again, Samhain, which is October 31st, is considered the witch's new year. So this is witch Thanksgiving, where you want to clear out everything to get ready for witch new year. So I'm just going to quickly run through the correspondences and a little bit of how to celebrate this information is in the last season's episode, but it's nice to just have a refresher on that. Um, so I'm just going to do a, a couple of quick ones, but if you want more details on those two things, then definitely check out season one. So first off are the correspondences. The symbols of Mabon are wine, gourds, pine cones, acorns, grains, corn, apples, pomegranates, vines like ivy, dried seeds, and horns of plenty. The herbs are benzoin, honeysuckle, marigold, milkweed, myrrh, passionflower, rose, sage, tobacco, and thistle. The foods are breads, nuts, apples, pomegranates, and vegetables such as potatoes, carrots, and onions. The colors are, no surprise, red, orange, maroon, brown, and gold. The crystals are sapphire, lapis lazuli, smoky quartz, and yellow agate. The animals are dogs, wolves, goats, stags, blackbirds, and owls. And the deities are Mabon, Persephone, who is Libera in the Roman tradition, Toth, Thor, the green man and the wicker man in the Wiccan tradition, Demeter, who is Ceres in the Roman tradition, and Dionysus, who is Bacchus in the Roman tradition. Because Greek and Roman are exactly the same. <laughs> they just changed the names, uh, but uh, they are exactly the same deities. 
And then, of course, how to celebrate. They are still celebrations of giving thanks for the abundance of Mother Earth. So it's the ideal time to reflect on the wheel of the year, recognize your successes, let go of things that did not serve you for the last 12 months, um, and in general, just time of reflection to get ready for the new year. Also to celebrate, uh, people love to go apple picking. Apples are a common symbol of this second harvest. The apples are often used in like a harvest ritual that gives thanks to any of the gods that I just mentioned for the bountiful harvest. Uh, Apple rituals are also used for balance and harmony since this is a day of, you know, equal length of light and day. And another common use is to set up your altar with all the symbols of the season, but apples in particular. Apples are, of course, associated with this, but they also are very pagan because if you cut an apple uh, in half and, you know, normally we core out the middle, but if you just chop it directly in half um, horizontally, then the seeds are in a pentagram formation. So hugely popular symbol this time of year. It's also a popular time to host a bonfire for friends and family. And of course, having a feast that goes along with that. Every Sabbath has a feast associated with it. You can decorate your porch with traditional autumn greenery. I gotta tell you, I'm already like fully Halloweened out there. It's like pumpkins, yes, but you know, scary face pumpkins, but it it counts. (laughs) Uh, You can have a picnic if it's still nice out. It is the ideal time for house cleansing, both you know physical cleansing, but also magical cleansing to get rid of any stagnant or negative energy. It's a good time to write down all of your blessings from the past year as a time to reflect, and that usually can give indication of where you need to move forward in your life and what has been a blessing and you would like to continue, but also um, what has you know not shown up on your blessing list that you would like to cultivate in the new year. And of course, Sabbath to Sabbath divination is very popular where you do, whether that's tarot or runes, oracle cards, whatever your form of, favorite form of divination is, where you go from Mabon to Samhain to just see what's coming. Um, and ideally it's to prep for the new year and your new goals and to get an idea from that divination reading of what you really need to set as your top goals for the new year. That is everything that I have for you this week for Maybon. Let me know how you're celebrating. If you want to head over to Instagram, which Wednesday's podcast and leave me a comment or head over to the discord server. That's also linked through Instagram uh, and it's free to join and lots of other witches on there talking about how they plan on celebrating the holiday. So join the community and let me know what you will be doing and which one is your favorite Sabbath. I know a lot of people are going to say Maybon, but if it's not, I want to uh, hear what your answer is anyway. And I will see you next week. I have a guest and we are going to be chatting about growing your intuition and becoming a more effective witch. And that episode is an hour long. So uh, that's why uh, this one's a little bit shorter because there's definitely a long one coming and the last couple have been long. So 
you know, give me a little break in here. That is all I have for you this week, and I will see you next week. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Need even more witchcraft? Subscribe to Patreon for exclusive bonus content three times a week and order Sabbat boxes and other supplies at witchwednesdays.com. Be sure to follow on Instagram at witchwednesdays podcast.